Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you consumable dynasty perspective. He's Skyler. I'm Wyatt. Tonight, we are joined by our friend Josh. You can find on Twitter at RotoNot and contributing to Going for Two and the Dynasty Saturday Night Five. Tonight, we're talking about some Week 7 reactions. We've got three wide receivers to get through tonight, so stay tuned. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No, no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Josh, how are we doing? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me back on. Of course. So let's talk, let's quickly talk about this 49ers and Vikings game. Jordan Addison with the amazing play right before we get to halftime where he steals this interception away Yoink. and runs another 40 yards or whatever for a touchdown. What a play. Dude, that should have been a pick every single time. You just <laughs> yoink. I love it. Incredible. I mean, if Ward catches it with his hands, that probably doesn't happen, but he didn't. And Jordan Addison nope. making the small boy receivers yeah. out of the draft look good this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why he's a cornerback, not a wide receiver. Yeah. 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 It, there's, there's a point in every wide receiver's career where a coach either comes to them and says, you know, well, we're putting you out there. Or they say, listen, we got a spot for you over here on defense that we think you could excel in. <laughs> and, you know, there's a reason for that. Uh, quickly, Josh, before we get to our actual players on the show sheet, you mentioned that you had Zay Flowers over Jordan Addison in your rookie rankings before we actually started recording. Um, but how high do you have Jordan Addison now, you know, with how he's been playing? Uh, right now, I've got Jordan Addison in a big tier of wide receivers that spans from 22 to 39. I have him right in the middle of it at 31. Uh, it's just behind George Pickens, Watson, and Marquise Brown. So I have him borderline wide receiver, too, and that uh, as a young player with Jefferson out, that could rise pretty quickly. Yeah, I would say that's probably lower than consensus. Is there a particular reason for that for you? Yeah, it was before this game. It, the games Jefferson was there, he still kind of only got three or four targets a game. So I was kind of unsure, as well as coming out of college, his ability to beat one-on-one and win on the outside consistently. But mm -hmm. he scored a lot of touchdowns on a few touches, so there's definitely potential there. So I'm definitely going to be moving him up a little bit, uh, especially after this game. I've got <laughs> yeah. him sitting at I've had him sitting at 20 basically since he came into the league. It's one of those where I think at the end of the year we could even see more of a rise out of him. Of course, it might come early without Justin Jefferson, but that was always one of my favorites. T.G. Hawkinson as well. Of course, you can't uh, go wrong with a tight end who puts up even lower numbers for T.J. But uh, I always thought, you know, by the end of the year, Addison might push to become kind of the number two there in targets. But you love to see a performance like this and the mm -hmm. touchdowns early on for a rookie. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I have him at 21. I flirted with, like, dipping some of the Vikings players just in general after Justin Jefferson went down because that first game without him looked real bad for the offense. Like, I, I, it gave me enough pause where I was like, is the offense just going to be straight up bad now? Like, can we not count on the offense? But I decided, you know, like, let's take a second. Let's see what happens in this next game. Um, I'm glad I didn't move it. And not that it actually affected any moves for me. But, yeah, it's this game against the 49ers, although, like, that catch is a bit fluky. I mean, they're they're playing well. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, oh, go ahead, know, Cam, Cam Akers getting there. You know, I really didn't think he'd springboard the offense like that, but... <laughs> Who knew? I mean, All yeah. they needed was Cam Akers. Great Cam Akers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about these wide receivers we got on our show sheet. We're going to start off with Calvin Ridley. 
who Dynasty League Football October startup ADP was wide receiver 24. On keep trade cut today, he is wide receiver 33. In week seven, pretty down week for him. Four targets, one catch, five yards. Although very close to a deep target along the sideline. But that's been the thing recently for him is he's really just kind of getting used deep down the sideline. Not a lot of variety in his routes recently. And he's been like really close to these games. He's had a couple catches like in the end zone, not quite getting the foot down, some uncharacteristic drops, but he's not really getting there for fancy for us anymore. He's four games under six half PPR points and he's averaging nine half PPR points per game on a 20% target share. Now after week one, you know, we thought, Oh, he's back. And then it came back down, but there was some variance to that. He had another up game back down, but it's been more down than up. Josh, where are we at with Calvin Ridley now? You know, especially in Dynasty, Calvin Ridley is one of the hardest players to kind of gauge moving forward because I try and do my rankings between two to four years, and he's I'm really unsure where to have him. So I just spoke about the big tier I have of receivers. He's at the very end of that at 33. So I have him right there. His target share, we expected him to be, you know, the leader and demand targets. But he's third on the team behind Kirk and Ingram. His dot's a little high for me. Uh, I think that's what leads to is only 57.4% catch rate. Um, I, I haven't really got a chance to look at his route tree yet, so I'm not sure what the reason is behind that. But his 83% catchable target rate is higher than Kirk's, and he's only got a 57% catch rate. So I don't know if it's some rust, a little bit of a disconnect with Lawrence that Kirk, you know, Zay Jones and Ingram don't have. And his 12, his 12 and a half points per game is behind guys like Tank Dell, Gabe Davis, George Pickens, and Josh Reynolds even. So, I mean, he's not – not been the best value for where he was going, but I think I do still think there's room for improvement as he gets his legs up under him and gets more uh, rapport with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's been slowly falling down my rankings a little bit. I have him at wide receiver 30 right now, so not too far from where you have him. Skyler, I think it's important to remember that he does turn 29 during the season. Um, it's scary, uh, weird enough. One of those crazy facts is that he's still on his rookie contract uh, because it's just the, he came in late, uh, older, and the way things have gone for him. But how are you feeling, Skyler? Uh, yeah, I've pretty much stayed the course here with Calvin Ridley. Like we, I haven't really moved him a whole ton uh, throughout the off season into the season. I think he's kind of doing around what I assumed he would doing would do. Uh, I always thought that coming into the year, he was about a fringe wide receiver too, who had the potential week to week to give you more based on what we've seen him in the past, but of course could also slip back uh, in er- early on in projections. I had Christian Kirk slightly over in target chair, but I thought Calvin Ridley may have been the more dynamic player there. And I think that stays true. And that's why I have these two like really back to back. I still don't think there's a huge difference because at the end of the day, I do believe Calvin really does have a little bit more short term upside, but of course, Christian Kirk is a little younger and uh, he, he's, he's shown us why he's an important part of that offense in recent weeks. But Calvin Ridley, I've had him right around, wide receiver 30 for pretty much since he came back onto the scene uh i was selling big when he he had his push he got as high as like wide receiver 16 uh after his opening game there uh after week one and now he's crawled back as you said wide receiver 33 and now i think it's completely appropriate right um if you didn't get out after that first game i had one where i actually traded i traded calvin ridley and something small and got back like a first second and josh downs i I forgot what the something small was, but it was someone who was a spot starter. So that was me. I'm, I'm very happy that I got that done because now I think you might even be hard pressed to get to get a first. But adding Calvin Ridley to any team, especially in the competing situation for less than a first, now I'm interested. I think that there's potentially some bit of value there. I don't 
I'm not completely scared off to the point where I want nothing to do with Calvin Ridley. And there are managers who do feel that way. Yeah. I want, I want to quickly get to a question we've got in the chat for about Ridley. Cause I think it's an interesting conversation here. Our guy nubs Tim from the team asking who would you rather have Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley? Now I know for me, it is Christian Kirk just slightly here. And that's because he is two years younger. And I think that their production easily projects to be at least similar. And I think there's reason to believe that Christian Kirk could be better this year. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I got Kirk slightly uh, ahead. I think he's got the higher floor. I think by the end of the year, their numbers might look kind of similar, but I'd rather have the guy that gets me consistently 12 or 13 points as opposed to 20 to 30 and then four or five, four or five games already under, you know, 30 points. So I'd just rather have the, the higher floor, at least especially in the receiver range that they're in. So I think I'll take Kirk because he's the number one target on the team. Skyler? Um, yeah, well, I, I alluded to it. I have Christian Kirk one spot over again. Yeah. I think they're just completely different players here. But if we are talking uh, players who offer a similar thing, I still have players like Michael Pittman or Hollywood Brown over a player like Christian Kirk. If you want to go even younger, I have players like Christian Watson, George Pickens over Christian Kirk. And if we are looking for kind of that a slightly older short-term production, I have a player like Keenan Allen over both of them. So, um, so yeah, I guess that there's your answer. Yeah, I dig it. And I bet that in some leagues you might actually be able to get Keenan Allen uh, for either of them and maybe even plus because the age, if he happens to be on a team that uh, is not competing. I feel like that's one of those where we look at like a keep trade cut or we look at even at startup cost, right? And you should, in theory, look at where Keenan Allen has been going and you think you should get a plus. But what manager has Keenan Allen where they'd be turning and giving you a plus on top to go acquire either Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley. If they want the production, they're going to ride Keenan Allen, giving you top eight wide receiver every single week numbers. And if they're looking for youth, they're not uh, – Christian Kirk's probably not the priority target. So uh, it's, Keenan Allen is one of those where I think having him, even at 29, feels disrespectful, to be honest. I'd, I wouldn't even hate somebody if they had him just tucked inside their top 24 because at the end of the day, we're trying to win championships. And despite being 31, I, Keenan Allen is going to win people leagues this year. With the asterisks of if Keenan Allen happens to be on a team who is not looking for that production, I'll sure. add in there. Sure. All right. Let's get on to our second wide receiver of the day. Rasheed Rice. Dynasty League Football October start ADP was wide receiver 49. Today on Keep Trade Cut, he is wide receiver 37. In this most recent game, six targets, five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown for 14.5 half PPR points. Only 8.8 points per game on the year, but we've seen that kind of been going up over recent history as he's become more involved in that offense. He actually leads all the Chiefs wide receivers in targets and red zone targets, but that's on a 12.5% target share because it, true to it every year, basically, since Tyreek Hill has left, it's Travis Kelsey and then kind of gets spread out of it. Though Rasheed Rice does seem to be the one in the lead after that, and I do think there's reason to believe that that can grow at least a little bit more over the course of the year. I am slightly ahead of this uh, with Rasheed Rice because I do think there's reason to believe that this can grow. I think that he's looked very good in the offense. Uh, Skyler, what do you think? Yeah, um, so where you had him there with the wide receiver 49, of course I'm higher than that, but you go and you look – I'm looking at keep trade cut right now and they've got him sitting at wide receiver 31, which is absurd, right? I was going to say, did it change for, even more? 
even more so. I mean, we had a big week, right, against the team that by far and away allows the most points to wide receivers, a, a game we should have expected. He was on the uh, streaming radar this week. But for Rashi Rice, I would have said, yeah, two weeks in a row, 49% of snaps, 59% of snaps. Those are both trending in the correct direction for him. He has seen either four targets or 70 yards in every single week except one. Uh, he's He's looked good, and he's been improving, and I like that he's been involved in the red zone. But at the end of the day, wide receiver 31 for a guy at a 12% team target share who wasn't a premium uh, draft capital use for the team to invest in him. He wasn't a premium prospect uh, at that point, right? If a manager sees him as now, this is a building block. This is a wide receiver that can be a part of my rebuild. I'm absolutely going out. I'm going to draw in that rebuilding team and I'm going to go even Calvary that we mentioned, give me Calvary, give me a Taron McLaurin. If I can get Keaton now and I see it as absolute robbery and those are all players currently that based on oh we know how flawed keep trade cut is but is reactionary and a lot of the people in your leagues are also reactionary and at this point in the season they're seeing one in five records or two in four records or whatever happened this week on top of that and maybe they're panicking to the point where i need to rebuild i need to retool i need to get younger and rashi rice after coming out 17 points is a guy that they might be going out and targeting and if if that is any manager in your league's assessment, I am absolutely going and making that pivot right now. Give me any of those veterans that I mentioned. Uh, you can even give me, to be honest, a player like a Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Hollywood Brown. Because if we are just looking for somebody to stabilize a flex, uh, I think you're going to get a lot more consistency from those guys than a Rashi Rice. So that's where I sit on Rashi Rice. Uh, it was a player who, from just him in a vacuum, has taken steps forward. But where he currently sits in the eyes of apparently the average player uh, I'm 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 completely off it. Yeah, I, I I meant to actually say I'm ahead of the DLF startup ADP, but as you said, yeah, because the the KTC is pretty reactionary. But uh, Josh, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with what Skyler said. Um, I do think there is. Uh, I think the targets are going to trend upwards because his target per route run is zero point three three, and Kelsey's is zero point three seven. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to be anywhere near the targets Kelsey gets because his target share is elite. But I do think the more he's on the field, the more routes he's run, he will continue to get some more targets than he's getting right now. Uh, <clears throat> a few notes I had from watching this film, he's been really good in the yards after catch department, better than I think a lot of people thought he would. He's been open on a lot of underneath drag routes, but Travis Kelsey has also been open. And, of course, Mahomes is going to go there. So I think there's still a lot more room uh, for him to grow. I have him ranked at 41st. Um, I'm just a little unsure about this offense because after Travis Kelsey, it's been pretty clear that they want to spread the ball around. I think even if he is the number one receiver, I still think there's going to be some games where whether he draws a tough cornerback matchup or you know they pass the ball to Kadarius Tony, I still think there's going to be a lot of boom bust, but I do think the upside is there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm way behind KTC, but ahead of the 49. Sure. Right. Now – before we move, I because I, I am curious with you having a forty-one. I'm going to throw out, um, I'm going to throw out three names. I am curious if you would take Rogers over all three of the names. The three names are Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, and Quentin Johnston. So I would take Traylon Burks over Rasheed Rice, but the other two I have ranked behind Rasheed Rice right now. I've never really been as high on Jameson Williams as everyone else. And Quentin Johnson the same, and it's just kind of proven that. So only uh, – I'm drawing blank now. Only one of those I'd take before. Yeah, okay. 
I honestly, I think that's pretty fair. Like I have them in the same tier. I do have all three of the names you mentioned, Skylar, above both of them. But Jamison Williams is the one. Like it's really in my rankings right now. Jamison, the person we're about to talk about next, Josh Downs, and then Rasheed Rice. And I keep staring at it like I could be talked into moving Jamison Williams down. We've obviously like if anyone's watched this channel, you know that this team in general has basically been down on Jamison Williams. I'd like, but I'm still saying, you know, this is a first round pick with lots of talent. Like I, I can't go quite that far yet. It's early so, days for Quentin Johnson and Traylon Burks hasn't gotten yeah. a full run. It, it's really tough for me to put more, any of those names. I still have them uh, in the pack there with Marvin Mims, Tank Dell, uh, Jaden Reed, Rashi Rice. I do have Josh Jones just ahead, but just to give the listeners a perspective of where I had him posing that question. I don't think it's ridiculous to feel one way or the other. It's a limited sample. There's good things. There's bad things, but yeah, it's worth a conversation. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the aforementioned Josh Downs, who Dynasty League Football October startup ADP was wide receiver 53. Keep trade cut. I double checked after being wrong about Rasheed Rice. He's at wide receiver 35. This last game against the vaunted Browns defense, six targets, five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown for 21 half PPR points. Now up to 9.8 points per game himself. But he, on the other hand, up to a 19.2% target share, becoming an actual volume wide receiver in that offense passed Alec Pierce very quickly and has been a big part of the offense ever since. And this is actually even better with Gardner Minshew in town as a starting QB. And we know that's happening rest of year um, on our recap show, the good, the bad box score that came out this morning. I actually mentioned how, like, I think Josh Downs is firmly like a wide receiver three rest of the season. And it wouldn't surprise me if we're talking about him as a low end wide receiver two. With that in mind, as a first-year player, like he's got to be climbing up dynasty rankings, I think. And it's just a matter of how far up you actually put him. How are you feeling, Josh? Yeah, I, I have him ranked, uh, like Skyler said at the end, I have him ranked just ahead of Rasheed Rice. I have him at 38 uh, as wide receiver, so borderline wide receiver three. And especially after this game, I could probably move him up a little more. Uh, he's really submitted himself as the second option behind Pittman. Um, and you can even argue he's been just as efficient as Pittman. Uh, he has less snaps, but only, I think, 70-something yards less. And uh, the targets per route run are very close. Uh, so I think as his uh, route participation stays up in the 80s like it is, I think he's going to continue to have this pretty high floor he's shown to have. Um, at UNC, he showed that he played bigger than his size and he could win at all levels. And he's continuing to do that in the NFL. I was a little unsure that his size would translate and his physicality would, but it's shown to so far. So, and he's just been really good in the red zone. He's getting he's second red zone targets behind Michael Pittman. And one of his last uh, touchdowns, he showed his crisp route running and ability to get open quickly. So I think that helps in the red zone, especially with Minshew. Yeah, he was true at UNC. One of those players like does size doesn't matter. Uh, he mm -hmm. makes it work. Um, Skyler, what do you think? Yeah, well, if you're talking the size doesn't matter. I mean, it was my biggest thing coming into the season for Josh Downs when people talked about his sizes. He excelled in the red zone. Like he has this little ability, he has this ability to separate in an area where that separation really matters. And he was able to get his way into the end zone a lot in college. And that was something we had seen from some smaller guys in the league, like a Jahan Dotson as a rookie, Tower Lockett throughout his career. And I thought there was a legitimate chance if Josh Downs could continue and bring in that skill to the NFL that he could be a player who has more red zone upside than people think. And typically what's our problem with these wide receivers that are five foot nine, maybe on a good day for Josh Downs. He probably did that with his cleats on, but 
you know, touchdowns. Really, that's the difference, right? So if he can be kind of that possession receiver, I mean, a guy who's getting 20% of the targets for a team that with with uh, Anthony Richardson going down probably has to throw the ball more, give me 20% of the targets and the ability to score maybe four, five, six touchdowns on the season, I think Josh Downs has a lot more uh, floor and ceiling than people give him credit for. And with three good weeks in a row for fantasy, um, he's he's got to be moving up people's rankings, right? We were talking with Rashi Rice. If I was a competing team and I was trying to use the facade of week seven uh, to go acquire a player who could give me more stabilization in my flexes, I'd be selling Rashi Rice. I'm doing the exact opposite for Josh Downs. If I have a competing team, I'm very content rolling Josh Downs out there in my flex has kind of found money. He was a guy who was getting pushed down to the late second round, sometimes early third of people's rookie drafts. And I absolutely love that. He was a guy for us that was, I had him right there kind of at that 201 spot in my rookie rankings coming into the season. But it was one of those where I'm like, well, if I had the 201, I'm probably trading the pick because it didn't feel great at the time. But that is where I had him amongst this rookie class. So this doesn't come as a significant surprise here for me. I really like Josh Downs. I like what he has been doing. Um, one question I'll pose to you guys based off this conversation. Um, if we are looking to acquire him on a team that isn't competing and we happen to have players, this is no bias here. It might be one of my teams. If you had the last two players you have on a rebuilding team that you would like to dish out before the season ends are Amari Cooper and Aaron Jones. Are you willing to straight swap either of those two players for Josh Downs? And if so, uh, I will elevate that and say, are you even willing to, throw a sweetener on top to acquire Josh Downs? Or do you feel the plus should be on the other end? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go for it. I think that you should be able to get a plus on top of Downs in a lot of cases, but if you couldn't, I would be fine with it because I think I, I do think he's on the ascension. I think like we're, next week we're going to look back and we're going to have another reaction on KTC for Josh Downs after like another good game. I think that's like going to keep happening. Uh, I think he's going to keep moving up. What do you think, Josh? I think I would definitely take Amari Cooper over Downs because I think this Deshaun struggles and stuff. I'm not sure if he's healthy or what, but I just think I think Cooper still has at least three years of being a wide receiver two in the league. So I might be be willing to throw need extra on top of Downs to get for Cooper. But Aaron Jones with the running back situation, I would if you could if you could get rid of Jones for Downs, I would do it. Yeah, Jones for Downs is like the easy one to me. Cooper, I do think like it, it is a little bit tougher, and I it's a little bit closer to being like I need the the mm-hmm. plus. But on on a completely rebuilding team, I don't mind just the straight swap. Yeah, um, I like going into next year. I think there's a chance like we're not projecting them all that different from each other. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just one of those situations where I feel like even if it feels gross now, you got to think. Uh, down the road, right? If we fast forward six, eight weeks or not, even into the off season, uh, the perception of veterans every single year we've been saying for what seems like six, seven years on Amari Cooper, he's a great buy in the off season. He's discounted every single year, and that doesn't change as you get older. Aaron Jones has been a player his entire career has been worth more in your lineup than he's been worth in market. And so I feel like if you are to wait to make that deal because of perceived value, we could end up in a spot where Josh Downs is viewed in the eyes of many as superior to both options in as soon as a month, two months, three months. Nevertheless, I think six months, it's not even going to be a conversation. So whether or not that's true, um, you know, those other plays might be holds into the offseason, of course. But if you can get that deal done now, uh, I think it's worthwhile. It's just tough to swallow. It's one that second we get done, I'm going to officially click the submit button on. But, you know, I think I think it's worthwhile depending on where you're at. 
especially with the Packers offense being just looking a lot worse than people expected. I, I think the sooner you could get that done, the better, because I think his value and I, I just bought him in a dynasty one now where I have a decent bit of running backs. So I'm not, not too optimistic about him moving forward, especially the way this offense looks. So, uh, Real quick before we get out of here, I think we should talk about acquiring Josh Downs because that's a little bit of a difficult thing, like going out to go target a player that's on the ascension. You know, you have to basically be okay with overpaying what the current cost is to really go out and buy a player like this. Is that something you're willing to do? I can take this if you'd like, because of like the conversation we had around Calvin Ridley earlier in the season where it was, well, I wanted obviously a first and Calvin Ridley was being valued more than that, but I wanted to find a way to squeeze in something else that I thought maybe was perceived differently. And Josh Downs was like the immediate guy in the roster was like, this guy's got to be a part of the deal. Uh, I think that's how you get it done here for Josh Downs. Cause if you go for Josh Downs, manners who haven't spent a second round pick most likely on him. You'd, you're not going to send more than a second round pick probably to go and acquire. Yeah, you'd have to send a first if it's just raw picks. And there's no way I'm sending a first for Josh Downs at this point. I'm sorry. Just the type of player he is. I'd rather roll the a significant upside uh, uptick there on a first rather than Josh Downs. And if you offer a second and a third, it's just not enough for a manager to move, move off of a second rounder. That probably seems like a rare hit. Right. So in order to get a straight deal done, you're overpaying in a way that I don't feel comfortable doing uh, for a player. We are two months into a season. Right. But if you are going to acquire Josh Downs, I think it's the way of offloading someone with more excitement and then going out to get Josh Downs. A team needs a running back. They're competing right now. And you've got Alvin Kamara in your roster who you couldn't sell all offseason because no one would even give you a second-round pick for him. Well, now you can turn to that manager and you can trade Alvin Kamara. You can get Josh Downs at a third. Like I don't think that's an absurd deal to do. So the way I would approach it is go by somebody's positional need and if Josh Downs isn't that, you send them what they need, you get Josh Downs back, or you offload a popular name, a guy who's really performing, and then you can try to say, well, Downs would be the guy I'd want if you you ask them if they have interest and they say yes. So that's the way I would go about acquiring Josh Downs. I think it's really difficult to just come in for Josh Downs and say, what do you want for him? Josh, what do you think? No, I Skyler nailed it on the head. He's easier to throw into a trade of someone bigger that – you're doing otherwise like you said no not many people are gonna accept a second even if i paid a third for him i'm still not gonna take a second straight up for him and even then you'd have to get into before people even consider first 26 first and even though you know time lapse and everything it's still just not worth it at that point um so yeah just more as an add-in you could probably sell guys like mixon camara like you said if someone needs a running back and really trying to win now you could probably do that but yeah skyler nailed it yeah, I think another option is possibly, you know, tearing down from a wide receiver and the type of wide receiver you tear down from uh, from your team trading away will kind of depend on your trade partner's needs, whether you're, you know, moving down from a older compete, uh, you know, competitive, you know, roster player or, or, or what there, or if you're moving down from a younger player to a similar asset and downs. Yeah, that's just difficult. It depends how your league values those wide receivers because that whole group we were talking about, a lot of the veterans that you're referring to are just kind of thrown right next to it right because like maybe it's something on plus a keenan allen but the if you're going a base off ktc like that's not something that's going to get done so like that tier down group it's tough because a lot of those veterans like maybe amari cooper's that guy you could try to see if you can get close i think if he was healthy and it's upsetting because this would have been a good week for them to get him involved in the game plan with debo samuel that's maybe the type of guy with just big name mm -hmm. recognition a guy who a competitor would see as well now i'm sliding debo into my final flex like that's that's a that's a good move that's the type of name i think you could uh move and try to get him um 
So, but that's pretty much the only guy in that range that I think makes a ton of sense. Um, because even at like a Mike Evans, I don't know if that gets done straight. Like Mike and Cooper, I think there's a conversation, but the manager might just not be willing to play ball. Yeah, league marketplace will matter a lot here. Um, so if you have any questions for your particular league, you can jump into our Discord. The link to it is in the description of this video, free Discord. Come ask, you know. I know every league's not going to be the same. Every league's going to value players differently. So while we can like offer these kinds of ideas, they might not work quite in your league, but you might be able to find something similar. So come in there and chat with us about it. But Josh, that's going to wrap things up for us. We appreciate you for joining us. This was a good time. Let everyone know where to find you and all of your work. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, you guys are awesome. JWB is one of my favorite group of guys in the fantasy football space. Uh, that being said, you can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. I haven't been tweeting as much as I like because I just started a new job, just moved, but I'm going to get back on it. Got Dynasty rankings uh, on goingfor2.com. I keep those updated. And you can find me and my co-host Brian Ford on Saturday nights, the Dynasty Saturday Night 5 on YouTube, and that's under the Going For Two. Josh, appreciate the kind words right back at you, my guy, and always enjoy interacting with you on Twitter. As for us, you can find Skylar at the FF Buffalo. You can find me at YB underscore FF. You can find JWB at JWB underscore FF in the description of this video. You will find the link to our free Discord. As I mentioned previously, you'll find the link to our Patreon for all of our bonus content, in which you will find for free our Clips catalog, which alphabetically and chronologically lists hyperlinks to all of our player takes here on YouTube. You can just click the link and go right to them, find out what we have to say. If you are into best ball, you can play on Underdog Fantasy with code JWB for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Lastly, if you're enjoying our content, please like and subscribe. It is the best way to support us. We are on our way to our goal of 2,500 subscribers by the end of the season. It would mean a lot to us if you help us get there to help us continue to do the best work we can for all of you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.